Hello and welcome to another episode of West Underground. Today we have Ballora joining us. We've had a few attempts to get her on, but now she's finally here with us. And uh, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're, we're good. It's uh, we're, we're, For the viewers who are watching this, we're recording this on a Sunday and you just said it doesn't feel like a Sunday today. And I couldn't uh, more. It's so hot. Yes. You should go to the beach. Yes, that would be nice yeah mm -hmm. how how have the last couple months been for you oh it's been pretty hectic um coming out of lockdown i released a song exactly a month ago today actually so um i had to deal with the release on the on november 19th um had a launch show yeah. um a couple of weeks ago but yeah it's been pretty hectic um it's hard during lockdown that's for sure but i kind of used that time to um get ahead with my writing and basically did the whole single in lockdown so wow. yeah you do it all at all at home was it a kind of like a yeah, yeah it was all at home so i was working with um, one of my friends his name's daniel villarreal so um he only lives like up the road but we did everything at each other like our own houses so i was recording vocals and sending the stems to him he was recording bass and guitar and then we sent it to a drummer to record his drums so it was all done separately we didn't meet at all for it but it yeah it came together quite well so <laughs> it's possible yeah uh, well well that's great you know it's a at least you were able to be productive over lockdown i think that's the main thing yeah, it kept me sane, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Gave me something to do. Yes, I've, I've noticed that those who, who took on a project during lockdown enjoyed it a little bit more than those who didn't. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I listened to, like, you know, several of your, like, your, your tracks and also kind of followed you a little bit. Yeah. I, we've had Packing Ducker on, on the podcast before and they yeah. were, you know, I think they're, um, you know, super fans of you. Oh, they're good friends of mine. I went to uni with um, most of them, actually. And um, I was in a duo before being a solo artist. So um, they supported us at our first show last year. So, yeah, they're good friends. I love them. I'm a big fan of them, too. Oh, they're the nicest guys. But they yeah. started to hear, like, little bits of R&B music on their, like, stories and stuff. Yeah. And um, and and turns out that was, that was that's you. And oh, I really? <laughs> Ask, like what would you say the genre of your music is because it's kind oh. of feels like a bit of you know a little bit of r&b yeah i feel like i'm definitely still finding my sound um i kind of just want to explore with explore with multiple genres because i don't have a particular taste in music i listen to everything so um definitely r&b influenced for sure i love a good baseline love funk soul pop as well so i think a fusion of all of them beautiful i mean you can't go wrong then yeah exactly a little bit of indie too oh nice and who were you listening to around the time you put out um you know you did your lockdown project like what were what were you trying to channel oh um well the funny story the song that i released was an acoustic song so it's just vocals and guitar i basically sent it to dan and was like let's do something with it he changed it completely for the for the better like it sounds great but at the time i was listening to bruno mars silk sonic that is my vibe i'm loving that album at the moment so yeah bruno mars i love uk r&b as well so 
artists like Georgia Smith, Mahalia. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And like, um, I mean, it's gone a long way from just being an acoustic song that you wrote over lockdown to where it finally ended up, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounded, it sounded almost something like it had a kind of, um, like, I, I, when I listened to it, I thought it sounded like a little bit 90s, like 2000 kind of R&B. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is cool. Yeah. Um, and, and after that, like after you've kind of, you've gone, you wrote this song over lockdown, how did you come out of the, you know, out of the door swinging after, you know, we were in lockdown? Did you have a bunch of gigs booked and have just been hitting the circuit hard? Oh, not really, to be honest. I, um, yeah, I had nothing booked. So Ballora was kind of, was my project throughout lockdown as well. So I didn't have Ballora before lockdown. I kind of created that brand and myself as an artist throughout lockdown. So creating my image, how I wanted to present myself basically. And um, yeah, organized a launch show. So that was the only show I knew I had coming out of lockdown post release. But since then I've just been asked for gigs. I, I guess I'm still looking for more, but yeah, they've been coming to me, which is great. I don't have to be searching for them at the moment. Best, like you don't yeah. have to do any of the setup, then you yeah, don't have to do the emails. I'm just CC'd in. It's great. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the way to go. Like if you're getting those kind of gigs, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, for sure. And I'm meeting so many new artists and bands as well. The networking is great. I'm really happy. I'm meeting different people. Yeah, yeah. And how, was it a bit hard at first, like when you when you started playing gigs, like were you going to like venues and having a couple different bands on the bill? And um, like, you know, is it because you, because of your sound or the sound that I've I've heard of yours, yeah. hard to kind of fit in with like, you know, some kind of hard rock dudes and then all of a sudden. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the lineup for my launch gig. Yeah. But it was, um, they were all amazing. Pastuzo. Yeah. Alana and the Bifters. Yeah. Yeah. So very, yeah. Very different bands. It was great though to have that diversity in the show. Yeah. But yeah, very different to my sound. I think I love gigging with different artists, but I think moving forward, I need to start finding artists with a similar sound to me because then we'll have the same audience and stuff. So I hate when an audience is sitting still, like it's a pet peeve of mine. I just, I can't deal with that. So I've been noticing at those kind of shows, whenever I get up on stage, it's harder to get the audience like dancing, which is what I want. Cause they kind of just sit and chill, but you know, you gotta keep trying. Yeah, that's of, of course. You, you might even have to just come out of the, like the, you know, as soon as you get up there, just hit them with like some kind of some classic. And then they, and then you've kind of got their attention now and you're like, yep. Yeah. Well, I've been doing Grace Kelly by Mika at every show and that's the one that gets everyone standing <laughs> like i don't care if my sound isn't your vibe this song gets everyone up yeah yeah do you have any songs that are in the same key to kind of like go from one to another in kind of like a little medley kind of way oh i used to um oh i changed the key of the song so i could kind of fuse them together yeah. um i don't think well the keys are so different <laughs> um but yeah i try to i think at least one i'll try and kind of mesh them together so there's no break in between yeah, but yeah. <laughs> cool and um like 
when like when you started your musical journey so you obviously you were quite young when you started singing yeah well i started with clarinet so that's like my main instrument i mastered i did my amy b grades and everything i picked up piano i was very shy with singing i just hated singing in front of people but it wasn't till about year 11 I um I was forced to do choir at my high school. We went to a Catholic. I went to a Catholic girls' high school, so I had to do the choir. Um, and my teachers heard me sing and were starting to like hear me a bit more and were like, "Can you sing at assemblies? Can you sing the national anthem and stuff?" So the more I started to sing, the more confident I got. And then yeah, I ended up doing singing for my HSC, which is not what I expected to do. I was going to do clarinet because it's my master instrument. But yeah, I ended up singing. It was so much fun. And yeah, I haven't stopped since. So yeah. I think that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. I'm glad that the teachers like took you under the wing and, and nurtured you rather than were like, yeah, for sure. you know? Yeah, they were very encouraging. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, do you think that helped your, you kind of train your ear as a kid, like just playing clarinet? Oh, definitely. Um, I learned how to read music. It makes writing so much easier because i can like transcribe and everything so it's so it's so good beautiful mm-hmm. and um and do you still do you still pull out like the clarinet ever like and and have a bit of a bit of a jab i've tried <laughs> it's like squidward on stage imagine whipping out the clarinet <laughs> at a gig um no well i still teach i teach clarinet piano so i'm always playing it but not performing it uh, yeah all yeah, right. I, I see. Now, Paul, you're in this interview as well, aren't you? Oh, for sure I am, Hamish. I just thought I'd um, let you talk for a bit until I jumped in. I just want to know, um, do you write the, do you write the lyrics or do you first or do you make the music first? Because you say you've got like two different genres you haven't decided on. Like, yeah. does the lyrics, like does the lyrics come first or the music comes first for you? Oh, it depends. I feel like it's different every time. Like I'll get a treat. I'll try and find like a word and base it around that. Um, If I think of a really cool line, I'll like jot it down and try and put it in the song somehow. But usually I'll start with chords. I feel like that's the easiest way to write a song. Start with your chords and then melody and then, yeah, lyrics. I think that's the most like practical way, hey, because that way you can just kind of build, you're just building layer upon layer until- Yeah, for sure. But like when you're sitting on the piano playing your chords, right? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, are you kind of thinking of like like words and phrases, or are you just mumbling to yourself kind of thing until you're kind of working out where the notes are and figuring out the melody? Yeah, I I guess so. I um, yeah. Usually I can hear it in my head, and having done um my grades as well, I know my scales, so I know where yeah. think where they should land yeah. and what sounds like imperfect what sounds perfect what sounds a little bit minor like yeah it's pretty easy to come up with a chord progression but yeah i love all the jazz chords so that's where i struggle because they're really tricky so i'll be like can you make this chord funkier i'll send it to dan and then he'll be like okay easy (laughs) then i'll be like e flat nine seven etc etc yeah 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 uh and is he doing all this on guitar yeah yeah Oh man, you, you're giving him like acrobat, you know. I know. It's good. I feel like we're a good team. We'll be writing the EP together. So he comes up with really good, um, well, he produced the song. So he's coming up with really good like chord progressions and I'm kind of 
starting with that and then coming up with a melody and lyrics cool that's that that's awesome and like um is do you sometimes give him chord progressions that is he's just like he looks at you with a bit of like fear in his eyes because he's just imagining how he's going to play that on guitar and oh no he's like he's a, a wizard he's incredible like nothing could scare that dude oh well that's good that's good yeah <laughs> so is he a jazz guitar player through and through like um he's a bass player so it's oh, up yeah picked up guitar as well but I think I think he is a jazz player because he knows all of his he knows his stuff very smart <laughs> yeah it's weird I feel like I feel like bass players always go down the route of playing jazz guitar yeah Where guitar players will take pick up the bass and you know just sure. along with the pick. so good <laughs> um but like moving forward now into looking at the future and i suppose we're about to wrap up you know 2021 yeah uh, the new year crazy <laughs> what a roller coaster this has been but um like what are you most excited about to like start you know 2022 with yeah well i'm i just want to keep gigging i love performing it gives me a high <laughs> um keep writing i'm very much going with the flow next year i don't want to rush any projects i only want to produce and release something that i'm fully confident in but yeah i just want to try new things like at the moment i've been writing for some other bands so um i took a pop punk turn yeah so that's really fun and i'm finding writing those kind of genres like it's good for me to learn as well and figure out the characteristics of those genres and then yeah it's lots of fun so that's a new passion that i've recently found oh, how did you get in, like how did you get involved did bands come up to you and were like hey yeah just message me and be like would you be interested in creating a demo with this and then i come up with like the lyrics and the melody yeah oh that's cool <clears throat> yeah and like is it is it the same as like you know i suppose the same kind of structure for you like you just got to write you know nice like kind of melodies but also i imagine it's a bit more aggressive than your current genre yeah. of music how have you how's that been for yeah, you yeah no i think the feedback i got from the first one i sent was like make it a little bit like more aggressive or like harsher less like pretty and you know no runs and stuff because it's really hard for me to like not throw a run in there but yeah just keep it keep it simple yeah, yeah. Keep it fancy <laughs> i think that keep it simple is a good you know analogy for everything in life. yeah sometimes the simpler the better yeah mm -hmm. and um like and then with your kind of instrumentation mm -hmm. that they just take that and then you know with your chord progressions and everything and then when you start to hear have you heard demos back of them you know doing a version of the song does that make sense like have they have they sent that back to you? Well, they have like all the instrumentation, well, a rough version done, and then they send it to me and they're like, what can you do with it? So then I'll record my vocals and like lyrics. So that's really all I'm doing at the moment. I'll, I'd give them feedback if um I thought they should change anything here and there, but don't want to change, don't want to do too much on their songs. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like a collaboration. Makes a lot of sense. Sorry, I was envisioning you like sending them a recording of you playing piano and singing and them, and they sent it back one to you and everything. Yeah, one day I'd love to do that. I think I'm slowly starting to <laughs> the baby steps. Oh, well, very, 
very nice. And um, have any festivals of 2022 uh, like approached you? Have you got any that you've got your eyes set on that you would like to? No. <laughs> Not yet. I would love to though. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I have, I have to look into that because that would be awesome to do a festival. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just, I feel like I'd need to release another track or a few more original songs. But um, yeah, I'm next year. I'm going to start performing more original stuff because at the moment it's it's some originals, some covers, but it's kind of fifty fifty. And I want to make it more sixty forty originals, yeah, or seventy thirty. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you'll do that. Like you, you know, you've got a like it's a whole year, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't you say you created the brand for for you know yourself over lockdown? yeah you know imagine what you do in a whole year you know? yeah exactly yeah <laughs> well it's going well so far yeah i reckon you'll be looking at 90 10 by the end of next year <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah like but have you yourself have you got any like personal goals that you've that you've got to you know like for an example i when we when we're doing this podcast i say to paul i would like to do this this <laughs> this this you know, these are our kind of like weekly goals. So then we kind of have a monthly one and, and you know, a, a three, four month one. Yeah. I'm just wondering, do you have any, you know, set for yourself for 2022, like the little ones and then also some bigger ones? Yeah, I think I definitely want to have a another single out by March at the latest. So that's my goal at the moment. But to be honest, I, I just want to keep loving music because when I left the duo well when we broke up basically i um i was like very sad i didn't know if i wanted to keep going or whatnot but um i always said to myself i never want to hate music so i was studying it too before but i had to stop studying it because i was starting to really dislike the theory and what i was learning um but yeah just keep enjoying music and not take it too seriously yeah you take it seriously but to an extent i never want to let it you know, control my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a good attitude because like, I think sometimes, you know, if you, if you get, if you make it everything, you know, that's your one thing. Sometimes it's not healthy too. Yeah. And I would never like, I'd love to do music as a career, <laughs> but I would never quit my day job to pursue it. Cause it's nothing more than a creative hobby for me. Yeah. Yeah. Given the circumstances that, you know, next year you make your, you know, you make your set list 90, 10 and yeah. you're, you're all originals and, you know, you get the opportunity to, to quit your day job. Were you yeah. then under that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, you know, uh, you know, good thing, you know, as long as you, as long as you, once you, you know, work, work, you know, kind of both projects, your work life and your, and your, and your hobby. And if, if your hobby takes off more than that, then ride that train as far yeah, as exactly. Can. No, it would be the ultimate dream. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we've had a lot of people on this podcast, like over like the last two years and like, you know, I, I don't think it's impossible for you, you know, uh, I hope not just keep manifesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But um, yeah. Hey, Paul. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thought I'd wait for wait for an opportunity. I was just going to say for like a more 
Final question. Have you had any like weird experiences or interesting experiences when like on stage, like from audiences or like from just backstage stuff? Oh, like weird? Yeah, like just funny, like, like funny weird, stories. I think funny that's... stories and <laughs> oh, recently I um I forgot my drummer's name on stage. So you know when you're like this this is um Vince on guitar, Dan on yeah. um, and I got to my drummer and I look at him for like a solid twenty seconds and it's just silence. I'm like he's like Dan. Sorry, like, oh, sorry. At that time I was like I had known him the longest out of all of them too. So it was a bit embarrassing, but that's like the recent one. I've, um, this isn't very funny. This is a bit unprofessional of me, but earlier in the year, I got very intoxicated at a show. <laughs> you didn't know, it was just like, I was overdoing it. And then by the time I got on stage, it was just learnt from my mistakes. Never would do that again, limit to two drinks before I go on stage. But um, yeah, it was like 1 p.m. I'm on stage, you know, feel like I'm doing cartwheels, backflips, and just so energetic, and the audience is just dead, and they're not impressed with me. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, so that was pretty embarrassing, but that's not Did you just say you were drunk by 1 p.m.? Yeah. Wow, good. I know. It's a day show. I'm not used to that. I like the night shows. Was, was it because of nerves, or you just... I don't know. I think I had a lot going on in my mind that day, but I just, yeah. Yeah. And was, was it like a bit of a corporate thing or was it like a pub show? Oh, no, not a corporate thing. I would not do that. Um, no, it was just like a casual gig. Like it was probably our second one. And I think at that time I was very nervous because I had only had one rehearsal with my new band. And it was, this wasn't as Ballora, by the way. This was with my other group. But um, yeah, we had a group of guys who, we lost, like, I don't know, they um, cancelled on us and we had to find a new band, like, really quickly. So, um, yeah, that was that. So I was a bit nervous about that, how it was going to go, but it's it's fine. That's in the past. We don't talk about that anymore. I mean, I, th I think everybody's got a story like that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't start, like, rambling on on stage. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think I talked at all to, on stage. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I yeah but yeah you learn don't, don't drink and perform you, unless you're yeah. a rock star then you're allowed to did you did you yeah did you um like did you know that it was a bit of a shocker while you were in the moment or did you think that it was amazing and get off the stage and then find out that it was a bit of a shocker the thing is i don't think it was actually a shocker yeah yeah like i think i was fine i was just it was, it was obvious and I was just overly energetic. So that, yeah. Well, that's, that's good. Like that, that's a good, I, I think that's a good story. Like we've heard some stories where people were absolutely enamored, went on stage and was absolutely shit, but came off the stage thinking that it was amazing. Oh no, I'm very hard on myself. So yeah, I'm my worst critic. Oh, well. Well, that is a good thing and a bad thing. You have to mm -hmm. that one for sure. Yeah, I'm the worst in the studio because I'll be like, I'll sing a line and be like, I can do better than that. I'll sing it again. I can do better than that. I just keep thinking that I can do better. So we just go around in circles because I just keep thinking I can do better. So, yeah, I need to just start being more confident. Is the first one the best one or is it like take 64, you know? Oh. Yeah, usually it is. I'll do like 
60 takes and it will be like the second one that was the one I choose <laughs> yeah it's such a waste of time I just need to be less problematic yeah yeah and do you keep somebody with you that doesn't really like know music as well like you know music as well as you do so then they can kind of give you their unbiased opinion you know kind of. I always show my friends like little snippets or demos and like what do you think of this like do you vibe with this melody do you vibe with this like instrumentals um and yeah they they'll tell me yeah or mm, you can fix this <laughs> so it's good to get um like my friends feedback who aren't musicians because I have a lot of musician friends that I do go for feedback as well and they'll they're great like they'll give me ideas and stuff too so yeah yeah yeah, I, I always find you get the most honest feedback with the people that aren't musicians, though. Like they, yeah. <laughs> oh. but um, I think we've I think we've covered like all all bases here. Mm -hmm. is, is there anything? Is there anything that I've missed, Paul? That you reckon? Um, I was just gonna say, do you find that um, because you're so you classify as a solo artist now? Yeah. So yeah. you have people helping you. So do you feel like all those? Do you feel like all those retakes are less and less now because it's just you just have to worry about what you do by yourself? I think so, but I um yeah, it makes things a lot easier, that's mm. for sure. Um doing everything myself. But I um I very much include my band as well. So I'll be like, Do you want to do this cover? Do you have any ideas? Like, do you want to do a cover? Um and always get their opinion as well. So I make sure they're included in it too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. I, that's good. I just got a question. Do you think like people who are in solo bands have better bands than people who are actually in bands? Because I feel like those like there's better talent in those people who just help out like yeah. solo acts. I just feel like they're more like sessionists. Yeah, that's I just it. feel like they're better because obviously you got your guitarist who's really talented. They kind of like think I that's not the first time I've heard a soloist have great musicians helping mm. out a soloist. Just, yeah no definitely i think because you're hiring them as well mm. so i don't know not everyone does this but if you pay them you know you're expecting them to be like pretty immaculate um but yeah like they're all my friends anyway so um i don't really need to pay them we just you know split the um the money we get from shows and that mm. um but yeah no it's they're they're all great musicians i think if other bands who are doing it for fun it is a bit different but yeah i reckon it does make a difference session musicians versus um you know your local bands that's for sure mm -hmm. yeah, 100%. yeah and um like do all does everyone in your band also play in like four or five other different bands yeah mm -hmm. they do <laughs> Yeah, that was that's an obvious question <laughs> yeah look i just never understand so how anyone can manage that you know yeah. like they're, no. they're, no. they're very talented and they're very devoted to like they always come to rehearsal like knowing everything they've practiced at home they they go home and practice it's great can always rely on them that's for sure yeah absolute freaks of nature shout out to your band yeah shout out to my band love you guys <laughs> all right well I, I I wish you the best for 2022. I will we will be following your career, and I think by the end of next year, if we have another follow up conversation, I think this we're from where we were here and from where we will be, you know, in a year's time, will be different worlds. Yeah, ninety ten. Yeah, ninety ten. I reckon yeah. you can do it. That's a goal. I think you've given me another goal. Oh, it sounds yeah. like an album album title ninety ten. 
P10, yeah, that's got a ring to it. <laughs> What does it mean? Is that a year you were born? No, it's a percentage. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, and thank you so much for coming on and giving up your time. I'm I'm glad that we were able to get it. You know, yeah, because of you, Hamish. Bloody waiting for you for the last week. Oh, it's a big God, time God damn it, dude! <laughs> this would have been over a week ago, mate. Come on. Oh, you were stuck in traffic or bloody got hit by a rock or something. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't do it last time. But anyway, we made it. We did it. Yeah, I did it. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you.